Welcome to the Infertility Sisterhood Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Smalley. In case we haven't met, I'm a coach's wife, a pastor's kid, an author, a small business owner, and a mom to my three miracles. Someone once told me that having a baby should be fun and free. For me, it was neither. Infertility is hard, it's lonely, it's confusing, and it just plain sucks. I want to encourage your heart and to help you navigate this road with a little bit more confidence by sharing the things I've learned along the way. So whether you're just starting out on your journey or you've been on this road longer than you want to admit, I'm glad you're here. Today, we are talking all about finding our safe people. So when I first, or really at the very beginning of my infertility journey, I realized that there were three types of people I would encounter on this road. The first is someone that doesn't get it and doesn't try at all to get it. Those people can be really toxic for you on this journey. And my only advice is to put up as many boundaries as you can to protect yourself from these people. You know exactly who I'm talking about. They know exactly what you're walking through, or maybe they don't, um, but especially if they do, and it just seems like they don't care. They don't try at all to protect your heart or to watch what they say around you or to stop flaunting their pregnant belly in front of you. It just seems like they don't care at all what you're walking through. And those people have to be loved from afar or they are going to wreak havoc on your heart. The next kind of person that you will encounter is someone that doesn't get it but tries really hard to understand. This is a friend like my friend Coral. She didn't walk through infertility. And and this would be my mom too. My mom did not struggle at all getting pregnant and did not understand the depths of what I was feeling or exactly what I was walking through. And Coral didn't either. But both of them tried so hard in every way they knew how to understand. They researched things. They learned the terms that um, I was using all the time. They asked questions. They listened. They didn't try to offer unsolicited advice. They respected my space when I needed it, and they pushed me when they knew I needed it. These type of people are so valuable to your journey. The last type of person that you will encounter on this journey is someone that gets it because they've walked this road too. And I, if you have not encountered somebody like this, you are missing out, sister. The value that somebody brings to your heart when they can raise their hand and say, me too. I understand. You don't have to explain a single thing. There's just this mutual understanding of the road that you've walked, even if your stories look differently, because let's be honest, all of our stories look different. And no matter what type of infertility we've walked through, our path will probably look different from just about everyone we know in real life that may have walked this road too. So 
There is just incredible value in finding somebody who has also walked this road and can validate the pain that you're feeling in your heart. And if you don't have that in your life, I challenge you to sign up for our Infertility Sisterhood community. That is why I created this space. It's an online space. It is not on social media. It's on a different platform called Mighty Networks. You can download the app on your phone. And my vision for this space is that is it's just a safe place for people who are in the middle of infertility, but also people who are now on the other side that have a burning passion to love on people who are still in the storm and to use their story to help somebody else. So if you don't have somebody in your life that has walked this road too, that you can share your frustrations with, that you can text on hard days and she responds, I get it. You need that in your life and you need to go sign up. It's free. Um, This community is there for you. You can post if you want to. You don't have to post if you don't want to. You can use your real name and your real picture if you want to. You don't have to put a picture at all if you don't want to. This space is there for you and it's there for you to use it however your heart needs. It's so important, especially during struggles like infertility, to be mindful of the products that we put in and on our bodies. Toxins in our makeup and skincare can disrupt our hormones and wreak havoc on our bodies. Making the switch to cleaner and safer products can be overwhelming and it's hard to know where to start. For products like makeup, skincare, and deodorant, I choose Beauty Counter. With more than 1,800 ingredients, they restrict from their formula. This brand is committed to changing the beauty industry by providing cleaner and safer products for everyone. And the stuff works. For more information about how to get started making the switch and to see my favorite products, visit www.theinfertilitysisterhood.com backslash beauty counter. Okay, let's dive into the content. The first thing that I want to share about finding safe people is that in order to do this, you have to mute all the noise. There are so many opinions out there, and you can line up 10 different people, and you're going to get 10 different opinions. And for me, it was also really hard to seek wisdom from people that hadn't walked this road. I definitely did because there were people like Coral and my parents who are walking with God and could advise me from a spiritual standpoint, but I also wanted to seek wisdom and wise counsel from people that I loved and respected who had walked this road, who got it, who knew the depths of what I was facing. And you can't really do that until you mute all the all the noise out there and all the opinions. It can feel so overwhelming to sift through all the information when everyone seems to have an opinion or a thought about what you should do. So this goes back to just knowing who those voices are that you allow to speak into your life and blocking everything else out. The next thing is figure out who you can trust. I call these my safe people. And I think you know what I'm talking about. I don't really feel like I have to explain what that means. It's that 
person that you, your heart just feels light when you're in that presence, their presence. It's that person who listens more than they talk. It's that person who never makes you feel guilty for feeling the way that you do. It's that person that every time you leave, even if they don't say a word, every time you leave their presence, you feel encouraged. You feel lifted up. You feel more prepared and equipped to face the next thing. And those are your safe people. So trust is such an important factor in building relationships, especially when you're in the middle of a storm. So you have to figure out who you can trust and who are the handful of people that you can really open up to. And when you do, listen and consider their advice and let the rest roll off your shoulders. Remember that it's not, no matter who is offering you advice or opinions, remember at the end of the day, it is not their life. It is your life and it is you and your husband that will stand before God one day. So you cannot make, it's impossible to make everyone happy with your decisions, even the people on your safe list. The people that get the final say are you and your husband. So yes, find your safe people. Yes, let them in. Open up. Let your guard down. But ultimately, you have to recognize and know that this is yours and your husband's decision because you're the one that's going to have to live with the results on the other side. Okay, the next thing is that people are going to get awkward and say the wrong thing. Even the people that are on your safe list. There were times that my mom said the wrong thing and it was not out of a bad intent. When that happens, you have to go back to the truth and remind yourself of the fact that she loves me and she is simply trying to help and she doesn't always know how to help. And as a mother, I I now can understand that burden that you feel deeply when your child is hurting and that deep desire to want to fix it. And so did my mom or Coral always say the right thing? No, but there was so much grace. And and for me, it was so much easier to give grace when they didn't say the right thing because of how they loved me and how they showed up for me and how they listened more than they talked and just supported me and encouraged me through this process. So sometimes it will be random people who ask all the wrong things at the wrong time. And those type of people are a lot easier to get frustrated with. And it's easy to just go off in that moment. Um, But for me, I would always just try to take a deep breath And I got to the point in my journey where I recognized that I didn't want this to happen to anybody else. I didn't want them to ask this question to anybody else. And so I got bold. And in what I hope was full of grace and full of truth, I responded. I started to respond and say things like, you know, it's not always easy for everyone to get pregnant or you know, that's really like, you may not know this about me, but we are, we have been trying for a while and asking people that question is really hurtful. And 
I think in doing that, the more we can be bold and full of grace and truth, just address the comments. Hopefully they will learn and not say it to anyone else again. But then also, again, there there will be the people that are close to you that respond in the wrong way or say the wrong thing. And we have to give them grace and forgive quickly. So if someone does hurt you, I challenge you to talk to them about it. They can't change if they don't understand how they hurt you. And and again, this goes back to which of the three types of people we're talking about. If we're talking about group number one that doesn't get it and doesn't try to understand, I believe there's truly nothing that you can say to them to make them understand. They They have a hard heart and they are not open to understanding what you're walking through. And I think they will be a repeated source of pain for you. So in my opinion, it's not really worth wasting your heart and your breath on those kind of relationships. Um, I would invest my heart and my time in the other two. So have a conversation and tell them, explain to them why it was hurtful and explain to them how you're feeling. And if you, if they fall into the safe people category for you, Let them in and be honest. Okay, sister, it is time to get off the emotional roller coaster. Emotions can consume us, but we don't have to let them. Imagine what it would be like to stop allowing this giant in your life called infertility to call all the shots. I want to tell you about the Overcome Journal. It's a 26-week guided journal to help you face your giants and slay them one by one. This journal is going to point you to scripture first. It's going to help you assess what feels the heaviest this week. It's going to create a shame-free space to be honest about where you are and how you're coping. It's going to give you weekly devotions to lift you up on the hardest days. And it's going to help you map out a plan of action to take the next step forward in overcoming. For more information and to get your copy, visit www.theovercomejournal.com. So that leads me to my last point, and that is when you find your safe people, let them in. Again, even your safe people are not always going to say the wrong thing, but this doesn't mean that we can completely close ourselves off from others. Keeping those relationships healthy means that we keep them in the loop, talk about what we're feeling, teach them how to support us, and reciprocate by being a good friend and a good listener to them. I'm going to share a quote from chapter 12, Grace and Friendships, from my book, Give Grace. And it's about, just to give you a little context, I share throughout my book the story of two of my experience with two very different friends, Becky and Coral. And so that's what I'm referencing in this quote. My experiences with two very different friends, Coral and Becky, during the hardest season of my life so far have taught me a lot about friendship, the types of friendships I want to have and the type of friend I want to be. What kind of friend do you want to be? I want to be the kind of friend who shows up for my people 
I want to be the kind of friend who reaches out even when I have no idea what to say. I want to be the kind of friend who apologizes quickly when I say the wrong thing and learns from my mistakes. I want to be the kind of friend who's willing to roll up my sleeves, jump in head first into the good, the bad, and the ugly of my friends' lives. I want to be the type of friend who loves people through the fullness of grace that flows from my heart. And that's the type of friend I want to have too. If you want more, head over to theinfertilitysisterhood.com and click podcast for all the show notes, links, and discount codes. If you're looking for more ways to get connected and discover a community of other women walking this road, join the Infertility Sisterhood community. There you'll find countless women asking the same questions you have and others who are just one step ahead that can offer their experience. You can find all the links to join at www.theinfertilitysisterhood.com. Thanks for joining us and always give grace. Grace.